0: this morning, I'm going to be talking about taking the direct route. That's the title if you want one this morning, taking the direct route. And as I was just preparing for this message this morning, years ago, I remembered reading a testimony of the African pastor, Benson Idahosa. And Benson Idahoser was born into a family that was very poor. They lived in the back streets of Nigeria. And as a baby, when he was first born, he was sick, very sick, to the point that his father commanded his mother to throw him in the rubbish. That's how ill he was. And his father just looked at him and thought that they, he couldn't pay the bills, medical bills to see. This little baby regained health. So his father commanded his mother to throw him in the rubbish. So that's what she did. She took him to the rubbish heap and left him there two days after being born. She just simply did as she was commanded. Went to bed and thought that was it. But the next day, she heard the cry of her little baby from the rubbish that she'd left him in. The night before, baby Benson was still alive. So his mom took him and hid him until he was restored to health. Years later, after Benson had received Jesus as his Savior, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, Benson, I'm going to send you to the ends of the earth. You're going to go to many nations for me, all around the world I'm going to send you to speak my message, to preach and proclaim my gospel to millions of people. Well, on hearing that, Benson Idahoza was shocked. Vincent Idahoza was stunned by the great promise that the Holy Spirit spoke to him on that day because he had never entertained such great thoughts for his life. He had never entertained such things in his mind because he had come from such a lowly, broken state of life. He thought that nothing good could come from his life. He thought that his life would never ever amount to anything great. And now the Holy Spirit was speaking directly into this young man's heart. Benson, I'm going to send you to the ends of the earth. Benson, you're going to proclaim my word to millions of people. And you're going to see me do mighty things through your life. As Benson entertained that word, as Benson heard that word from the Holy Spirit, he responded, No, Lord, you can't do that with my life. And this is what he said, Haven't you noticed, Lord, I'm black. Can't you see? I'm black. It's impossible for you to do what you're telling me to do, Lord, because I'm a black man. He waited in silence to see how the Holy Spirit would respond. And this is what the Holy Spirit said to Benson Idahoza that day. No, Benson, you're not black. I don't see you. As black, Benson, Benson, I see you as a man created in my image, made after my likeness. Benson, this is what he said, and I I love this, I love this testimony. He said, Benson, I don't see you as a black man. Benson, stand up, son, in me. I see you as a man created in my image made after my likeness suddenly Benson Idahoza got a revelation of what the holy spirit was speaking to him and at that moment he put his trust in what the holy spirit Had said. He put his trust in what the Holy Spirit had said, and something was conceived in his spirit that was of God that made that man unshakable. Something was conceived in the spirit of that man through the word that was spoken from the Spirit of God. That did away with all of his insecurities, that did away with all of the earthly fallen tags and limitations that he had lived under for so long. That one conversation with the Holy Spirit solidified something in that man's heart that made him a mighty vessel and instrument for God to use in the earth. Benson Idahosa, who was born in the back streets of Nigeria. Benson Idahosa, that was taken after two days of being born and thrown on a rubbish tip to die, was the man that God spoke to that sent to the ends of the earth, just like he had promised. This man went on to establish 5,000 churches in 90 nations, bringing masses to Christ. He also ministered powerfully in signs, wonders, and miracles as they accompanied God's Word. Just one conversation with the Holy Spirit privately, not publicly, privately in his heart that he united with faith, that he put his trust into, changed everything about his life. This man raised over 20 people from the dead. And when his mother died... You can read about this. When his mother died, he was in America conducting a crusade. And a message was sent to him, Benson, you need to come home from the crusade in America because your mother has died. He responded, no, she's not dead. She's just sleeping. Put her in my room. Put her in my room. In five days, I'll return and wake her up. They said, we can't put her in your room for five days. She's going to smell. He said, put her in my room. Shut the door. In five days, I will return. I am not leaving the Lord's work. I am going to continue on and do the Lord's work. And in five days, I will be back. And I will, I will come. And I will raise my mother up from her sleep. Benson, she's dead. No, she's not dead. Because the, this is what he said. Because the Lord hasn't told me she's going to leave the earth yet. Now we might not understand that, but I'm telling you this has been authenticated and as fact. It's a miracle. Five days later, his mother's body had gone like an ashen white. He walked into his 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 uh, his bedroom. He took his mother's hand and he said, "Mother." I need refreshing. Rise up and make me some food. Up popped his mother and made him some food. I mean, praise God. You've got to know, I tell you now, man, God is incredible. God is incredible. God does miracles, at mind-bending miracles. And I'm telling you now, we cannot understand the ways of the Lord. We really can't. But that is, the, that is the level, the dimension that this man lived in. One conversation. Just one conversation with the Holy Ghost. Just one word into this man's heart changed his life forever. Just one conversation with the Holy Spirit. Can change everything. It makes you want to talk to Him. It makes you want to listen to Him. It makes you expectant and excited about what He's going to do in your life. Amen. Now, today we're going to see how God's Word promises to make our life route direct and prosperous. Just like God straightened out Benson Idahosa's path, God promises each and every one of us a direct and a prosperous path that is orchestrated and guided by Him. He promises to show us the direct route through life to make it prosperous, to make it fruitful, to, to make it flourish, There's a direct route through life. Now, if we go our own way, if we do our own thing, life is tough. Life is hard. Life is complicated. But when we make choices that are guided by the Holy Spirit in line with God's Word, our paths prosper. This is the Word of God to us. It really is. And this is what Solomon is pointing out in Proverbs chapter 3. And in fact, this was his message all the way through the book of Proverbs as he unpacks the journey of life in his great book of wisdom, the book of Proverbs. Through this very book, he shows us that there's a direct route that's divinely directed by the Lord. Divinely directed orchestrated and planned by God. If you remember last Sunday, we looked at Proverbs chapter 3 and emphasized that the heart and center of Proverbs 3 is found in verses 5 through to 7 where Solomon gives us the greatest advice that anybody could give us. As he calls us to trust in The Lord, irrespective of what's happening, irrespective of of all of the things that bombard our minds and the concerns and the weights of life that come, irrespective of it all, let our trust in the Lord remain. Trust in the Lord, Solomon advises. Let me read it to you again, Proverbs Chapter 3, from verse 5 through to verse 7, Solomon says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. We read that last week for a moment briefly I want to recall some of the things that we said last week about trust because if you've noticed from our reading trust is deeply related to the Lord directing our paths in order for the Lord to direct our path there's a call for us to trust him God is not going to argue with your understanding. God is not going to have a debate with our reason. God is not going to fight our logic. No, God invites us to trust Him. And as we trust Him implicitly, the promise is wonderful. The promise is glorious. The moment that we give Him our trust, He directs our path. This word trust that Solomon uses in verses. In verse 5 of Proverbs 3, when he calls us to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, he's saying, and this is the picture in the, in the, in the Hebrew language, he's saying, lie down. We said that last week. Lie down. Who likes to lie down? Yeah, we, we talked about it. We all love a lie down. He's telling us to lie down, to spread out. To prostrate ourselves in complete rest, knowing that the Lord is with us. Knowing that the Lord is carrying us. Knowing that the Lord is is holding and bearing us up under His arms. Just like you lay down in bed every night, the Lord is inviting us to Lay down our lives completely in Him. It's an open invitation, we said. This is an invitation to you and I, from God through Solomon. Trust in the Lord. That's an invite. That's a call. That's a direct call to you and I. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Oh, but I've got so many questions and I'm thinking about going this way and that way. Trust in the Lord. It's a call to submission. It's a call to lie down and rest our weary minds and our weary hearts. Trust in the Lord. And the important question that always arises when we read these words is whether we're going to do it or not. Are we going to trust God? Are we willing to accept this rested, relaxed posture for the rest of our lives? Every single day, refusing to carry a care, refusing to entertain a worry, refusing... To take hold of a fear, I love what Smith Wigglesworth used to say. He said, When fear comes knocking my door, I send faith to answer, and fear and fear is no more. You see, there 's a man that 's rested, there 's a man that 's lying down there 's a man that 's choosing not to use his own strength to contend with life as it faces him and as it, as it rings his doorbell. No, there's a man that sends faith, God's Word, God's promise, into the issues of life and sees it make a way through every fear, every challenge, every trial. And this is what Solomon calls us to do To lay down completely in the Lord. Now in verse 6, he begins to show us the wonderful blessing of the trusted life. He begins to open up to us all of the wonderful ways in which our lives are going to unfold in God as we lay down. Because those who trust the Lord, those who acknowledge Him in all of their ways will walk on divinely directed paths for their lives. This is what Solomon now proceeds to show us in verse 6 of Proverbs 3. Let me read it to you again, verse 6 and verse 7. He says this, In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He, the Lord, shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. He shall direct your paths. That's the most wonderful promise. What a gift. What a joy. What a security in knowing that every day can be directed by the Lord. It's an incredible promise. And it's all the outcome of simply laying down your life in trust over to the Lord. Directed paths that Solomon talks about here in verse 6 are paths that have been made straight. The Lord, he's telling us, will make straight that which would have otherwise been crooked. That which would have otherwise been twisted and complicated and difficult. The Lord will make straight. The Lord will direct it. I tell you, without the Lord in your life, the path of life is hard. The path of life is crooked. The path of life twists and turns and it, 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 it is just rough. The terrain of life is rough without the Lord in it, but with the Lord in your life, trusting Him implicitly, Solomon says, your path is going to be made straight. It really is. It's not going to be twisted. It's, it's not going to be impoverished. It's going to be created and changed and transformed by the, by the God of the universe. Imagine that. He's going to be a road worker on your journey through life. What, what a beautiful picture. What a beautiful image that the God of the universe would, would think so much of you and I that He would be willing to get on our life journey and just wherever there's a twist, where there, wherever there's a turn, wherever our, our road and our course is, is heading for a, for a dead-end place, He just makes it straight. He just guides us through. Directed paths also mean not only straight paths, they mean paths that are prospered. And it can also mean to cut a highway or to clear the way through every obstruction. This is what Solomon wants us to understand. When we but give our trust to the Lord, when we but surrender and submit our ways to Him, Solomon says, your paths can be made straight. Your paths are going to prosper. Your paths are going to not be obstructed, not be hindered, but through all of life's obstructions, the Lord will cut away for you as his child. Just lie down. Lie down and let him do it. Lie down. Don't lean heavily on your understanding anymore. Don't be wise in your own eyes any more. Lie down and let the Lord go to work. Let Him work on your road. He will work on your road to remove every complication, to to, to level every obstruction, and to make your path prosperous. In previous years, As a family, we have holidayed in Spain. It's been exciting lots of times. The car, as you know, has had its ups and downs. But that's all part of the holiday. Not knowing what's going to happen next. But as we've traveled down through France... To Spain. It's amazing to see how the French literally have cut a highway through their country all the way down to Spain. And at one point in the journey, we go over a viaduct called the Milai or the Milau Viaduct. I think we have a picture here of the Malau Viaduct. There it is. It's an incredible, it's an incredible bridge. And I believe it's the world's uh, tallest bridge that stands f- 343 meters higher than the Eiffel Tower. It's an incredible crossing right across a valley. It transports you effortlessly over the valley floor beneath you. They've also bored tunnels right through the Pyrenees Mountains that stand as a wall between France and Spain. I think we've got a picture of the Pyrenees Mountains. My goodness me, look at those. I mean, you'd never pass through those mountains, especially in our car, We'd give it a go, though. We would. But you'd never pass through that wall of mountains, the Pyrenees Mountains, that stand obstructing you from Spain unless the French had bored their little tunnels. And they have. They've bored their tunnels through, right through the Pyrenees Mountains to take you all the way through that incredible landscape that would otherwise instruct you, and off you go down the road, a road that's prepared, a highway that's been created to your destination, Spain. We've done it a few times now, and it never ceases to amaze me how man, with his ingenuity, can, can, can do these incredible things. He can create bridges that will take you over ravines and valleys that you'd never be able to go through. He can take you through mountains that would otherwise stand in your way peacefully to your destination. It's an incredible route. Well, if man can do that, what can the Lord do? If man can create bridges that will go high above the ravines of of a valley below, if man can bore a hole through a mountain, and mountain ranges that would otherwise stand as an obstruction, what can God do for our lives? He can make our way, Solomon tells us, straight. He can make your way prosperous. Prosperous. He can cut a highway through the complicated issues of life that would try to impede you going forward. Oh, that's more important than the world's tallest building. That's far greater than a hole being bored through a mountain. For God to get on your journey, for God to step into your daily living, where you know that your path is being directed, divinely directed by Him. How does He do this? Simply by trusting. Simply by relying on Him. And as we do, He promises to direct our paths. Not some of the time, but all of the time. Not just when... You're up to your neck in it, and you're crying out for help. Now, the Lord, day by day, is directing your paths as you trust Him and place your faith in His Word. Just think for a moment about the children of Israel. God directed their paths out of Egypt. Now, They were stuck in Egypt for 400 years. And yet, the time had come that God would lead His people out, and He directed them out of 400 years of slavery. Moses, He used to lead them out. And then, He opened up a sea before them, the Red Sea. And He made a road on the seabed. For his people to walk on. They walked through the sea on dry land. I believe it. I believe it. Every word of it. Every word of it. Because our God is mighty. Our Lord is majestic in all of his works. And they walked through that dry seabed. Over two million of them walked through. And they got to the other side, and God closed the sea down on their captors. And then they walked. They carried on walking under the direction and the guidance of God for another 40 years in a wilderness where there were no signs or traffic lights. Turn left here. They didn't have sat-navs. They didn't have any other Navigational systems, but they had the Lord, the Creator of it all. And He led them for 40 years. A pillar of cloud by day, sheltering them from the searing heat of the sun. A pillar of fire by night, keeping them warm and centrally heating all of their habitation. All of their habitation in those sub-zero temperatures in the wilderness. He looked after them. It says that they had no need for shoes. They had no need for clothes. And He provided water and food for them every single day. He directed their paths for 40 years. And then on beyond that, on beyond that, He directed them for another 40 years when they stepped into the promised land. A land flowing with milk and honey that he had promised promised them. And uh, we haven't got time to read this this morning, but if you check it out in Joshua chapter 21, at the end, you'll see how Joshua recalls all of those 80 years, how the Lord had been so faithful to them, how the Lord had directed them, how the Lord had never left them to their own devices, but they trusted Him and He led them through as His people. And Joshua says this in Joshua 21, recalling all of those years that the Lord had led them, he says this, not one, not one of the good promises of the Lord ever failed. Hallelujah. If He promises to direct your path, He's going to direct it. He really is. If He promises, and He is promising to direct your path, if He promises to direct it, if He promises to prosper it, it's going to be prospered, made straight, and flourish before your eyes you just simply have to trust him king david just like solomon his son spoke of god directing and ordering our steps when we trust him by saying this in psalm 37:23 the steps you may have read it before the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord and he delights in his way your steps are ordered they are ordered by God and that means that your steps are pre-planned ordered steps are pre-planned steps pre-planned for you to take pre-planned for you to walk in literally set up by God set in place by God imagine that God takes care. You are so precious to God that God looks over every single step. That's what David is saying. You know, life can come thick and fast just as you wake up into a new one every day. As you wake up into a new day every day, life can come at you thick and fast. But I'm telling you, even in the midst of a of a thick and fast life, even in the midst of the hustle and the bustle of the day... Your steps, child of God, each and every one of them are ordered by the Lord. That's how how much He loves you. It really is. He doesn't just plan years ahead. He plans every single one of your steps. They're crafted and shaped and formed by God. They are ordered. That's what it means. Prepared and shaped for you by God before you take any one of them. God's your navigator, God's your director. God loves to see your life prosper. And then David adds something wonderful for all of us to realize as he continues to say that God delights in our way. Do you know that God delights in your life? Sometimes we've got to stop and think about that. Because we can get weighed down by all kinds of cares. We can get weighed down by all kinds of opinions from other people. And even sometimes our own opinions of ourselves can be our biggest hindrance. And there's not a word of God in it. Oh, I wish I'd done this and I wish I hadn't done that. and, And if I had only had more opportunities and if I'd only... And our own opinion of ourselves just drags us down and it goes on and on and on and on. And David comes along, King David, and he says, hey, stop that. Stop that. God delights in your way. Start holding your head up. Start thinking differently. Start putting that, that old voice that's critical and so damning. Start silencing it. Start putting it away. Start putting it in its place. Start silencing it. God delights in your way. Start telling yourself that every day. Thank you, Lord, for delighting in my way today. Thank you. I am your delight. Thank you, Lord, that that my paths are directed by you. That means they're made straight. They're going to prosper today. And each step is ordered, ordered by the creator of the universe. And then David continues after he tells us that our steps are ordered by God, after he tells us that he delights in our way, he also tells us that when we fall flat on our face, even our falling down is covered by the faithfulness of God. Isn't that wonderful? I tell you now, we're going to fail. We're going to fail a lot. We're going we're gonna to fall down and we're going to make mistakes and, and we're going to go the wrong way and we're not always going to trust God. And we, Sometimes we're going to lean heavily on our own understanding and other times we're going to be wise in our own eyes and, and uh, things are going to get sticky and we're going to fall down. But David says that the faithfulness of God has even got that covered. Verse 24 of the, of the same chapter, Psalm 37, David adds this, Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Now when you fall down, there may be people around you that want to keep you down. But praise God, you're not going to stay down because the Lord, David says, upholds you with His hands. Unfortunately, sometimes when you fall down in life, people are actually happy about your error, about your failure. It's sad to say it, but it's true. And we all know that it's true. And you can be left feeling... As if you're never going to get up again because of the people around you. But I'm here to tell you on the authority of God's word that when you fall down, and you will fall down, you will not be utterly cast down. The Lord will lift you up, praise God. The Lord, who is faithful when we fall, will get you back up on your feet again so that you can walk in paths that are prospered, paths that are directed, paths that are cut for each step that you take, he says he will up, he will uphold you. Listen, I like how the I like how the scriptures are so exact. I love it. He says he will uphold you, not with an angel. No, you're too you're too important to leave your life in the charge of an angel. It says. He will uphold you with his own hand. Not the hand of an angel. Not the hand of anybody else. He will take his own hand, my God. It's wonderful. And he will uphold you with his own hand. That's how precious you are to God. That's how wonderful your life is. He will uphold you. To uphold means to come up under with strength and support. How many can look back? Over life and see all the times that you've fallen down. I've seen. I've seen it in my life. I've told you lots of times. All of the times that I've fallen down and cried. (laughs) So sorry, Lord. (laughs) What an awful noise I make. When I fall down, I've done it. i fall down, fallen down loads of times. Oh, what a noise. The Lord, in his faithfulness, comes. You feel his hand in the back of your head. That's why I've got a line here. It's the Lord's hand. David, my boy. Come on. You know I love you, son. Yes, I do, Lord. What are you doing down there now again? I've fallen down, Lord. I know that. I know you don't want to stay down there. I don't like it down here, Lord. I like walking on your path. And I leaned on my own understanding, and I was wise in my own eyes, and I was very proud. And pride, you said, comes before a fall. And here I am, Lord, to testify, I've fallen down. Yet again, he comes with his hand. Do you know what he doesn't do? Idiot! Thank God for that. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have a head left on my shoulders. Now, in all honesty, I deserve, Idiot! but not from the Lord, you see. he de- see, our understanding of God is idiot. David said, no, 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 no. He says, he upholds us with his hand. So even your falling is covered by the faithfulness of God. He dusts you off, gets you back o- up on your feet. He... he raises you up. To uphold means to come up under with strength and support, to raise up those who have fallen down. It's what we do as loving parents, isn't it? If you're a parent here, you would know all of the trial and the error that a little toddler goes through when they're trying to walk. (laughs) And they're over and they're and then suddenly you hear the crash and you hear the, the noise and it's just like a bomb that's gone through the room or a bomb has gone through the room as the, as the toddler has rolled and spread itself, they've fallen down. But you go as a loving parent, they're crying and you go and you use your strength to support them. You use your strength to lift them up. and You dust them off. You bring them close. What happens is that you're upholding them with your hand. And then you set them off again. And then they may take a few more steps that are stronger until they become established and they can walk confidently and strongly and say, hey, look at me. Look at me. But behind all of the error, behind all of the falling and the failing and all of the falling down, your hand has been there every time to uphold them and to strengthen them in the new steps that they've taken. That's what God does with each and every one of us. We're going to come to a close right now. I'm going to ask the musicians to come up. That's what the Lord does with us. Maybe you've fallen down this week. Yeah. It's hurt. Caused you to feel bad. Caused you to reflect in your mind, oh man, fallen down again. I thought I was strong in that area. I thought I was I was more than a conqueror through Christ in that area. You are. You are. But you've just fallen down. The Lord says, I'll uphold you with my hand. I'll lift you up again. Stop all the guilt now. Stop all the shame. Feel my hand on your head. Feel my loving embrace. Feel the support of my strength to lift you back up. Sets you on your feet. You're going to walk into a new week strong again, knowing the delight of your Father over, over your way. That's what He does. He's so good. I think some of us today may be facing some decisions that We need to know direction over. We need to know direction for the next steps we're going to take. Could be new opportunities that are arriving at the doorstep of our life. Yet still we're a little afraid. We're We're a little fearful to step and take up the opportunity that's being given us or it could be steps that we've got to take that we've that we've thought about for a long time and still in trepidation we're afraid to take those steps well lie down today refuse to lean on your understanding any longer refuse to be wise in your own eyes In relation to the decisions that you are going to make. And trust the Lord. And if peace is in your heart to go out and step into those new areas of opportunity. If peace is in your heart. To go out and explore those new opportunities that are before you. Step out. Knowing that the Lord is directing your steps. Knowing that the Lord is prospering your way. Knowing that the Lord, as you, as, you, as you follow His leading, will make your life flourish. Just like His Word promises. Your paths are directed by the Lord. Your steps are ordered by Him. He delights in your way. And hey, listen, even if you fall down, he's going to lift you back up. He's going to do wonderful things. That's what he sent me to tell you this morning. Some of you in particular, you feel as if you've come to a, to a dead end point in your life for various reasons. And the Lord says, hey, listen, Trust me. Trust me. Final little story. A few months ago, I was on my bike, and um, I had my route set on my little computer on, my, on the front of my bike, and it was telling me to go up this, this very steep lane. But as I c- approached the lane, there was a sign at the side which and it was a it was a it was a sign that indicated that it was a, a dead end road, a dead end lane. So I'm thinking, oh man, my legs are feeling it. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go up a dead end lane. But my computer, the route on the computer, was telling me to go. So anyway, I tried to skirt around it. I thought, oh, maybe the computer's got it wrong. The sign is right. Everything that's that's being shown me the sign on the road, that's correct. The computer is wrong. So I tried to ride around it, and then my computer just starts glowing red. It's got this, this these lights on it that if you go kind of 15 feet off your trail, it starts flashing. And the red light started flashing, warning me that I was going off course. Man, I was there for about 10 minutes, trying to work out whether the sign was right or, with, or, or whether what the computer was saying was right. Well, in the end, I decided to go with the computer. And as I went up the lane, it started to flash. A green light came on. I went to the top. And initially, all I could see was a really, uh, a really tall fence that was blocking you off. The sign was right. I thought, oh, my computer's got it wrong. I went to the end of the lane, and then suddenly, in the fence was a little door. I was amazed. I opened the door, went through the fence, went across the road, and went up an even steeper lane, praise God, over the mountain, eventually to get back home. Sometimes the directions of God are just like that. There can be signposts on the road of life that would say to you, dead end, don't go any further. And, and the, the, the heart of God inside of you will be beating, saying, you've got to take that next step. Ignore the signs around you that are saying, don't go any further. Go with my word. Don't lean on your understanding. Don't be wise in your own eyes. I'm calling you now to trust me. Go ahead, take the step, because this is where the path is leading that I have created for you. And you'll find, you will find, as you take the step, it will be strange. As you follow His leading, it will be awkward, because your understanding and the wisdom of your eyes will rail against it, but your heart, your heart will know that what you're doing is right. And you'll find that little entry through. Even, even in amidst all of the obstructions ahead, you will find a way through as the Lord leads, just like I did. I'm going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. Lord, I thank you for your precious people. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that as we trust you, As we lay down our lives completely in you, as we rest, as we refuse to lean just solely on our understanding and place our trust in you, we thank you, Lord, that you will direct our paths. Each step will be ordered by you. We thank you that your delight and your favor will be over our way. And Lord, we thank you that each and every step that we take, it will be shaped, crafted, and ordained by you for us to take. Lord, I pray for your people. I thank you for every single one of them. And Lord, if there's anybody in this place this morning that feels uncertain about the way forward in life, I pray, Holy Spirit, that your word would give them new strength today. Your word would give them security in knowing that you are on life's journey with them as they trust you. We ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said,